Welcome to the DRV Law Show with your host, divorce attorney, Dennis Vetrano, talking divorce, relationships, and adding value to your life. Now, here's your host, Dennis Vetrano. Welcome back, everyone, to the DRV Law Show, and I'm your host, divorce attorney, Dennis Vetrano. We have an amazing guest today, and I love, love, love his content on TikTok. Today, we have Rudy from the Rude Advice podcast. Rudy is divorced after 16 years of marriage and shares his mistakes and experiences to help your marriage, improve your dating life, and prepare you for life after divorce. Welcome, welcome, Rudy. So happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me, Dennis. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, it's, you know, listen, I, I've been consuming your TikToks. I love your content. I really just want to get into it and talk divorce and relationships and get your thoughts here. So here's our topic for today. Should you just not get married? I mean, why? You know, I keep getting these guys on my post like I'm never getting married and girls, too, for that matter, gals. And they're just saying like, hey, why in, uh -huh. in anybody's right mind would they want to get married? What are your that, thoughts? That's a great question, especially nowadays. If I was young and uh, again, not divorced that I am now, but if I was younger and just seeing everything on social media, I would ask myself the same thing. Uh, what are the benefits? If you really break it down, what is the value that a man or woman gets uh, other than the romance and starting a family? I'm just talking about the beneficial parts as far as finances and such like that. But it's it's a shame to, that young, young people, are all they're seeing on social media now is a lot of divorces, a lot of the worst case scenarios. Yeah. Uh, people quitting after a couple years of marriage. So for young people, I don't blame them for not wanting to get married. It, it all comes down to personal wants and needs, right? But right. I don't blame them. And um, in, in a sense, I'm kind of glad that question is coming up because I truthfully believe a lot of people are jumping into marriage way too early in life and not prepared for what marriage actually is. I'm the victim of that myself. I mean, I got married at 21. So uh, I think people just maybe just taking a moment to think about it before jumping into a situation, thinking it's the right move or the next step in life is, is, a, is a great choice. Yeah. And I think it's funny because like what I'm getting a lot lately, and I just put a piece on TikTok and a lot of the feedback was like, hey, if you're going to make it easy to get divorced or it's difficult or, or sticky to get divorced, like they should make it harder to get married. At least. Um, and, and I think, look, and I think there's a lot to be said about, look, you, you need to to know what you're getting into before you get into marriage. I mean, it's a big thing. I mean, what do you think you've learned from being married 16 years and then being divorced? Is there anything you walk away from that divorce process as you going into new relationships and saying like, hey, I'm never going to do this or I'm never going to do that again? Oh, there's plenty. Uh, as I said, the, my, the source of my content, everything I do is mistakes I've made. And as a, as a young man who got married at 21, uh, again, the ex-wife wasn't a saint either, but I made tons of mistakes and the mistakes that I've learned from and I've carried over to my new engagement, I'm, I'm engaged to somebody else now, is I'd say is listening. Uh, hmm. Like before in the marriage, one thing that I think a lot of us are guilty of is that when something comes up, you know, pressure, stress comes into the marriage and something someone's trying to express their feelings and how they feel. I was always guilty of waiting to talk and I wasn't listening to my ex-wife. Right. And if I had taken a moment to actually listen to what she was saying and actually, actually, okay, my words are affecting her in this way and maybe just absorbed it, left the room. Okay. I heard you, honey. Uh, right. Let me, let me think about, it. I think that would have really helped my marriage, but uh, waiting to talk was one thing and just not being able to handle the, the changes. I thought when you married somebody, they were always going to be like the same type of person. Uh, but that's not the case. Life goes on. People change life events happen. You know, somebody's parent dies. 
And they're a different person after the fact. You may not be that same person, but you know, people change throughout marriage. And I, ha- and I wish I had known that myself, but also um, understanding that I am not always the, um, the victim, so to speak, because I remember thinking about my marriage. I was always thinking like, man, I'm not getting the attention. I'm not doing this. I always was blaming, I guess, the ex-wife on my problems, but I'm not a white knight myself either. I mean, uh, I need right. to hold myself accountable. And I've done that in my relationships now, holding myself accountable on things that I say and actions that I do to make the marriage work. And it truthfully takes two people to make it work, right? You need both people fighting to make the marriage work. If it's one-sided, it's not going to last. But just holding myself accountable, being patient, and actually listening to my partners is something that I really learned from my previous marriage. Right. You know, and it's funny. A lot of the advice that I give to people is I'm like, look, you ever hear that saying like, hey, you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. Mm-hmm. So like I'm always saying, I'm always, the, the, the theme is like, look at yourself first, right? And right. try to change you. And in some ways, like when you change you, the way like other people are reacting to you is different. That interacting changes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like people see you differently. Maybe some won't, um, you won't get a positive response. We've all been there where you change for the better. Maybe some of your friends or circles don't like the new you or they just right. act differently toward you. But that's a good thing in some cases because uh, I think controlling your actions and how you behave and evolving is uh, is is very important in any relationship or business or personal uh, in making it last. And I think a lot of times you get in those situations with like everybody's waiting. Like when you're in those relationships, right? And you're when you're married, you're like waiting for the other person to to take the first step, right? Yeah. You know, well, like I like you're you're a guy like I want more attention. Like she's so focused on the kids and this and that. Like you know, why doesn't she just you know give me you know like you know, reach out and, and pull me in. And the reality is like, you're, you're kind of, you don't realize that maybe you're both doing that on either side. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't take that first step. Like you never get out of that like cycle. Yeah. And I'll, I've said this many videos myself where I'm guilty. There's times where, you know, you're, I'm in bed next to the ex-wife. We're not making any contact with each other. There's a big pillow between us. Our feet aren't touching. And I know I should say something to make the situation better, but for whatever reason, the words are right here in my throat. And they never came out yeah. because I was stubborn. And if I, I looking back, I wish I would have taken that moment to actually say, honey, let's talk about this. Let's kind of work on this and get this. Let's get this behind us. But no, I didn't. And I think a lot of people are guilty of that. Yeah, it's, it's funny. So so you're divorced, but now you're engaged to be yeah. married again. <laughs> yeah, so, who would have thought? <laughs> right. So 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 many people, I, you know, as coming <clears throat> from a divorce lawyer, I'll never get married again. What made you want to go back into it? What made you think like, hey, this is going to be different. This is going to this is going to be, you know. Yeah, well, that's a great question. And if, honestly, if you go back to my first videos, you'll you'll see me saying I'm never going to get married. Hell no. I've been there, done that 16 years. I'm done. And you meet somebody. And uh, yeah. it's my fiance that really changed my life because she is a woman that I didn't think existed because, again, in my single life, I dated. A lot of women, and I thought I had women pegged. All oh, women are this way. I thought right. I knew everything. I didn't know anything, you know. I'm, I'm <laughs> right, right, right. But she came in and she proved me wrong on everything. She's the sweetest person I've ever met in the world. She's actually not to sound you know crazy, but she's restored my life and humanity and people. She's never changed. Uh, she's patient with me, and she's given me something no woman, any friend, anybody has ever given me, which is peace. And peace is a wonderful thing. She's never judged me. And I remember at one point I told her it's like six months in, I think I'm kind of bored. It's not you, but I don't know what's going on here. And she goes, well, if you think about it, you've never had a healthy relationship in your life. (laughs) And this is what a healthy relationship feels like. And I'm like, whoa. So she's given me something that no one has ever given me. 
And I truly feel like I have a partner who doesn't judge me. She's with me. She supports me in everything I do. And it's a blessing. And again, I didn't think this existed. And now that I have it, I'm not letting it go. Oh, my God. That's amazing. You know, it's so funny because like I I now I'm 52 now. I'm my wife and I got married when I was like late mid late 30s. And before that, I had said I'm never getting married. Mm-hmm. I might never have kids and I'm never going to get married because I just like my background. I wasn't really meeting anybody. And like then I met my wife and like life was easy. Right. It, it, nothing's hard. I mean, you have your moments, but it's easy. It's, it's like with the stories your parents told you or like the relationship maybe your grandparents had. It's a wonderful thing. There's no acrimony. There's no fighting. There's no jealousy. There's no like, I mean, and again, the, you know, there, there are those things in the background, in the backdrop, but, but it's easy. Your life is like, wow. And I think when you find that relationship, it's like an epiphany. You're like, Holy shit, this was out there all along and I never knew it could be like this. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of it I hold myself responsible for because, again, I purposely didn't want anything long term. So I was specifically looking uh, for those short term type of arrangements. You know, I was I had an avoidant uh, attraction trait of personality traits, what they call it. So I was looking for temporary, not long term, any good women that would come along. I'd push them away. I was just looking for that three month type of deal, toxic relationship and your body gets used to that. And that's what you tend to look forward to. But then again, you go to therapy like I did and you find out, whoa, yeah. this stems back to my parental upbringing, my siblings, uh, friends from elementary school. This is all I've known. And then when you experience something different, like, like I'm my fiance, it's a shock to the system. And it took a while for me to adjust. But uh, I'm glad she was patient with me because, again, she's the, the greatest thing I've ever met in my life. And again, somebody I didn't a type of person that I didn't think existed. So oh, that's amazing. I hope she hears this. I hope oh, she hears yeah. this. She's upstairs. I'll tell her to listen <laughs> oh, to this. Good, 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 good. This. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in that you should never look back in your life and regret anything that happened in your life because it's all part of your journey leading you to where you are. And if you're in a position in your life where you're happy, everything that happened before that led you there. Do you think you think some people almost need to go through that process of the divorce and the split? And I hate to say it that way, but you know yeah. what I mean? Just like that learning process, maybe a little bit about learning about yourself, maybe a little bit about learning about what you want out of another person, maybe a little bit about learning about life. Do you think that that piece almost helps you get to where you need to be? Oh my God. Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know what movie it was. What it is, but Robert De Niro quoted this movie. I think it was Kate Fear. He says, every man has to kind of go through hell to reach his paradise. And I never understood it until I was in hell. And the divorce is hell. It's the most painful experience I've ever been through. I lost all my friends because they all sided with the ex-wife. And by the way, the right. ex-wife and I are great friends. You know, we're great co-parents. We have a wonderful relationship. She's remarried. Everyone's cool. We have dinner once a month. Everyone's right. great. That's great. But she sided with the all the friends sided with her. I'm from a Hispanic culture, so Divorce is like an abomination culturally. And my right. mom and dad didn't want to have their child be the first one in our entire family to get divorced. So I was shunned from family at work. Uh, it was just a really bad thing. So I went through hell. I lost everything, had lost my house. And there I am in my parents' old bedroom down wow. to nothing. So there's something about being reset to zero. You're humbled and you realize, wow, okay, no one's here at my side when I'm at my lowest. No one's here to help me. I'm by myself. But there's also something empowering with that because you wake up the next day and you're still there. 
you're still here. I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? I want this life. I'm a long way from it. What do I need to do to get there? So every day I committed to at least two tasks that got me to that life, whether it was getting a storage locker, going back to school, something to keep me busy to get there. And I knew it was going to take a long time, but it's very humbling. And you realize that things don't matter, like furniture and TVs and things don't matter. Some friendships, maybe they don't matter as well. They don't matter to me because I still have my kids. I I was still here. I was still healthy. And there's something very... um, it's like a rebirth in a sense. And I think it, it definitely made me the man I am today. If I didn't go through that hell, if I didn't make it the mistakes I made as a husband, I wouldn't be here talking to you, <laughs> having a right. podcast by yourself or having 303,000 people on TikTok follow me. So right. it's a wonderful thing to learn from your mistakes and use them to become a better person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So as you go through, you know, I, I always say to people that the divorce process is like your entire life, good, better, and different. Like you're forced to look at. I think so many people plod through life, even single people plod mm-hmm. through life and they don't. They don't like lay out their whole life on paper and really take a clear look at it and say, like, hey, am I where I want to be? And the divorce process, I think, kind of forces you to do that. It forces you to really self-evaluate, reevaluate everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. When you say back to zero, you've got everything right there on paper. And this is what it is. This is how much I pay. These are the relationships. These are the true friends. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the most difficult thing through the process is knowing who you can trust and who you can't, who's your core and who's not. Yeah. Yeah. You And you will never forget who arrived to your side at your lowest. Right. You, you'll never forget that. And, uh, you know, I had a couple of people show up later to the fact, but yes, uh, it does. There's like a, a I guess, a, a vulnerable transparency of just this is where you're at. Your life, everything you've known is over because of these actions, whether they're the spouses or yours or both, whatever. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, like I said, it's, it's very humbling. And you also have to be accountable. You can't leave that situation thinking it's all her fault or, right. you know, she ruined it. I mean, yes, it takes two for marriage to fail, but you have to be accountable and evolve from whatever man you were at that point to the man you got to be to not make those mistakes again. And I think um, not many people like looking in the mirror. It's very tough for a lot of people. Hard. It's very hard. It's hard. It's hard to, you know, and it's funny because I, you know, I uh, <laughs> talk to my, as you're raising kids, I think some ways you learn as much as somebody told me something a long time ago. They said, so I play soccer and so does my kid and I coach. So awesome. somebody told me you never really know the game until you coach it. You can mm. play it your whole life, but you never truly know the game until you coach it. And I, and I think in a way it's it's kind of true with kids too. Like you never really know about life fully until you're trying to teach life to another human being. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm always trying to tell him, hey, Travis, forget about what everybody else is doing. Look in that mirror and, and determine what you're doing. Forget about yeah. everybody else. And as long as you're doing your thing, everything else will sort itself out on its own. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's just the way it is. And speaking of kids, as you just mentioned, uh, my kids were uh, 11 and 13 when all this was happening. Yeah. And a lot of my my parents, everyone was saying, stay together for the kids, stay together for the kids. You know, right. don't raise them in a broken home. I, it's, all the references they have are just the horrible experiences. You know, the stories we hear from cousins and family. Yeah. How one kid went to drugs, et cetera. And I wanted to prove to every, I wanted to prove everybody wrong. And I wanted to yeah. show my kids and give them a real life example. Like if things don't work out in life, that's fine. This is how you rebuild your life. It's going to take a while. 
but this is how you co-parent. This is how you talk to your ex-spouse. And this is how you rebuild your life and how you handle stressful situations. And I'm proud to say that I gave him a positive example. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. You're, you're, I get these cases where people come in and it's like they're yelling and screaming and fighting back and forth and the police at the house and like throwing mm-hmm. stuff out on the front lawn. And like, I tell people as through the process, you know, you get a lot of feedback. Oh, it's just divorce lawyers trying to make more money. No, what I'm saying is kids in a fractured relationship and one that doesn't work and one that isn't anything you'd want them to emulate is not mm-hmm. a healthy situation for them to be in. So I so I got to ask you a question. Did you did, did you like looking in from the outside? Because kids sometimes are difficult to gauge. Looking in from the outside, did you see the difference, like almost like an improvement in, in your kids' overall well-being from seeing the fractured relationship versus now the healthy split situation you're in now? Um, yes. Uh, if anything that improved was communication, we talked about everything. My daughter's in college now, so she's out doing her thing and we talked all the yep. time and she carries herself very more, more, more like me. She, she doesn't, she's not, she's not careless with her heart. She's been dating this one guy who was a, an engineer, brilliant guy. I love him to death. He kind of looks like yeah. me, which is weird, <laughs> like a younger <laughs> version of me, but he treats her. You can say handsome. You yeah, can handsome say, dude. Hey, hey, he's a handsome dude. dude like me. Yeah. Well, with more okay. hair back when I was like 19, but <laughs> All right. a great kid. I love him to death and right. he treats her well, but she's very cautious with who she allows in her life. She understands that yeah. friends are the ones that come and go. And she totally respects how, when things go bad or she's arguing with somebody, she how she handles herself. And she learned that from her mom and me and how we, we dictated things. But my son and I, I, t- I drive him to high school every morning and we talk about everything. And yeah. he has a very a mature, old soul type of mindset about, about life. And it's all because of what we showed him. And they always say, dad, I mean, my friends, their parents are divorced and now her mom's dating this guy a week later and he's into alcohol and drugs and you know, they're fighting all the time. And I'm like, no, that, that breaks my heart that kids have to see that. Right. Some parents are a little careless with their decisions right after based, you know, when you're emotional, heartbroken, you make dumb decisions sometimes, but I always had my kids as my, my compass, like they're always watching and I'm not going to do anything stupid while they're watching. I got to do what's best for them. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's great. So, you know, it's so funny because when people are going through the divorce process, you're like so like mentally and emotionally, like totally out of sorts. And yeah. you almost like my 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 thought is minimally you need to get yourself like back to like, you know, back to ground zero. Right. Mentally and emotionally, because, you know, I've I've always said to people like, look, you're two or three personalities away from your baseline personality when you're going through the divorce process because it's so taxing mentally Mm -hmm. and emotionally. You got to like clear your head and make sure you're thinking clearly. So I got a question for you. As you're out of your divorce, right? Mm -hmm. And you're dating or what have you, do you think you're using different criteria or a different framework to choose who you wanted to get into a relationship than you did when you met your wife? Because I always feel like the most important thing you can do to get have being a successful marriage is to choose well. That's absolutely right. And again, after the divorce, I just wanted to have fun because I got married at 21. So I just wanted to date and just do right. my thing. So I had a lot of fun. But uh, when it came to something he's like serious, oh, like this may be potentially something serious. Uh, I did make some d- dumb decisions initially, like going off just looks, which is totally stupid. You don't want to do that because beauty right. is not everything, guys. Don't just marry for beauty. Beauty is not going to raise your kids. All right. Right. Uh, but when it came to my my fiance now, I learned, OK, I want to see them. You really, in my opinion, I know everyone's different, but you really don't know anybody in three weeks or three months. You need to see them 
for a while and you want to see them at their worst. How do they act when things don't go their way? When stress hits life, hits them, that is the true character that you're seeing. That's what you want to see. And uh, if people are yep. more patient with who they allow in their lives and in their hearts and watch them, I think you would be better off in, I think marriages would be in a better position. Uh, and, I, and that's what I saw with my fiance. She was just a wonderful person. No matter how stressful things got, she never yelled or blamed me. She goes, what are we right. going to do to fix this? And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's different. I wasn't expecting that response. So I knew she was special initially, but again, just see people at their worst is what I would say and see them with all the, how they see in all seasons. And, um, you'll see them, the, the true character will arise. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how much I, <laughs> I agree with that. It's like you can't like so people go through the divorce and they're like, you know, oh, my God, this person's like out to get me and this and that every little thing. And I'm like, look, mm -hmm. but let's rewind. Like when you're choosing somebody or you're dating somebody. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, and I hate it more than anybody else is like, oh, he's hot or she's hot. That yeah. listen, you know. But you have to, like, judge them at their worst when they're at their worst. They're in the worst, most stressful situation. How do they react? Is this the type of person like, yeah, stick it to them, stick it to that other person or like, you know, because I think that speaks to people's core values, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because in, in my mind, it's core values, core values. Like if you have somebody who would never want to harm another human being. Mm -hmm. That's got to say a lot. Yes. As opposed to that person where this person's my enemy and my my life's work is going to be to stick it to them. And I hope they have a difficult life and this that. The right person doesn't ever want to see that. Mm -hmm. Even of their worst enemy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it could be little things, how they treat a waiter or how they talk to people at a, at a you know, we've seen all those Karen videos, right? Of people just yelling at kids and the, or just cashiers at Kohl's, you know, things like that. I mean, right. That speaks a lot about a person's uh, personality traits. So again, it's the little things and just look at that, you know, take, take the rose tinted lenses off. And just look at them and just see how they are. And I think a lot of guys and I know a lot of guys are guilty of falling for looks only and look where they end up. Yeah. So just be more cautious with who you uh, allow in your lives, guys. Absolutely. And it's funny because I was doing a <clears throat> podcast with um, Rob from WTF Divorce. And he said when he got out of his relationship, he's like, look, I, I needed to just go out and date and have fun. Yeah. He's like, I just like, do you feel like you needed that? Do you feel like out oh, yeah. of the, like coming out of the divorce, like you needed to just go out and like bachelor, have fun, get get your confidence back up. You feel like you needed that to get to where you are oh, now? Yes, definitely. Because I had never introduced myself as just Rudy in my entire adult life. I got married at 21. So I was always married Rudy or dad Rudy. Here right. I am just Rudy. And I just could not wait to introduce myself to people because I'd never had the opportunity to do it. And I just wanted to make a great impression. And just, this is really who I am. I was miserable and depressed in my marriage. That wasn't me. This is me. Look at me. So I just wanted to date. I just made a positive, I guess, impact on every woman I dated. And they were just so shocked. Like, wow, this guy's very happy about his divorce. I'd never seen that before. And right. he's speaking well about his ex-wife. And he just wants to, he knows what he wants. He just wants to be happy. So a lot of people were shocked by that. But it was like a rarity. But I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I wanted to go out there and just see the world for myself for the first time, if that makes any sense. Right. And do you feel like, I mean, you know, I think people coming out of the divorce almost need to rediscover themselves. And I and I yes. find it so interesting that you say, hey, like I, for the first time I was Rudy. Like, did you need some time to like rediscover who Rudy yeah. is, what Rudy yeah. wanted? 
Yes, uh, there, I've I've said in some previous uh, videos on TikTok that I'm, of mine that there were Saturdays when the kids were with their mom, and, and again I'm rebuilding my life, and it's expensive to go out, so I had no money. Yeah, right. and I'm like, what am I going to do? And there were nights where I was just in the house freaking out because I didn't know what I like to do for fun. I was always entertaining the kids. I was always doing the honeydew list. Now I have all the time in the world, and what do I do? And I remember those first few weeks. I get this. I went to a, a Target and just got a basket and walked around. Because I didn't know what to do with myself. I was so bored and broke. I just walked the aisles. I didn't know what to do. So I, then after a while, I'm like, okay, well, what do I like to do? Uh, I like movies. So let me go to movies. So I started going to movies and just going by myself. And I started volunteering. And get this, uh, there's a, a comic con here in San Antonio. So I'm like, I love comic book movies. So I started volunteering. And before you know it, I started meeting artists and uh, celebrities and just making great impressions. Before you know it. I'm a handler for Robert England, who's Freddy Cougar. I'm his handler for mm -hmm. a weekend and I'm meeting Freddy Cougar. And now I'm meeting Captain Kirk and I'm meeting Lou Ferrigno. So I'm starting to meet my heroes. Right. And I'm like, hey, I'm starting to find myself. I'm starting to find and I've started meeting people who like what I like. And that discovery, I always say it's like the origin part of a superhero movie. It's fun. And I love that part where I was getting I was finally finding my people and who I was. But it was a journey. It took time, but I finally got there. And again, it led me here. And I'm here I am talking to you. So it's a wonderful journey. It can be scary and frightening. Yes. But I look back as like some of the fondest days of my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm really happy to hear that because I feel like, I, you know, and seeing everything I've seen on the outside, like, and you know, seeing it, looking in from the outside, like, mm -hmm. just want people like, hey, rediscover who Rudy is before you yeah. decide what Rudy really wants out of life and what other person or things for that matter are going to make you happy. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It that's really what is. it's all about just to find a place where life is easy. Life is fun. Life is happy. And, and I think, and I think you've, you've found that on one hell of a journey. So listen, Rudy, thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really appreciate your time. So, People want to consume your content. They want to listen to your podcast. They want to see what you're doing. Where can they find you? Uh, right now, you can find me on YouTube. The YouTube channel is called Root Advice with Rudy A. I am live twice a week, uh, Wednesdays. Uh, I am live from 8 p.m. Central to 10 and on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Central Standard. Uh, TikTok is where I'm at. That's the main platform as well. That's where it all started. I have 300, uh, 303,000 followers. Just look up to Rudy A and you'll see me there. And uh, also on Facebook under Root Advice. So you can find me there. I'm posting all the time new content. And if there's a topic you want me to address, just email me at rootadvice at gmail.com. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. Okay. Sounds awesome. Thanks again for being on the show, Rudy. You come back again sometime. We'll talk again. Anytime. Just let me okay. know. Okay. Sounds awesome. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the DRV Law Show. We will see you again next time. We're going to chat with Rudy again sometime, too. So take care, everybody. Have a great day.